Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Jim, you and I should go climb Mount Everest. Why not? You huh? think so? Sounds like a great way to die. In the past 10 days, 11 people have died climbing Mount Everest. What? Yeah. A uh, 61-year-old American just passed away on Monday uh, because uh, apparently the lineups as you get closer to the top of Mount Everest now are so bad that it's causing delays. There's there's a point, I don't know if you've uh, read anything or seen anything about climbing Mount Everest, but there's a point you get to where the climb becomes very difficult and time is of the essence. You really want to get to the top quickly. And now there's so many people climbing the mountain. There is a literal lineup to get to the top, to Mm -hmm. summit. And people have just been dropping dead, waiting their turn to summit Mount Everest. So you get to the top, you touch a flag, and then you get to head back down, I guess, eh? It's like a queue. No, you toboggan down <laughs> the other side, right? Wouldn't that be? I saw that photo, Taz, and it was like, a, it was like I thought they were cleaning the top of it or something, like, no. like a chain of people. Well, here it is, right. Yeah, it's it's they're literally a lineup like they're waiting to buy concert tickets. It looks like there's at least 100 people standing in line wearing their parkas, backpacks on, trying to get to the top of the mountain. My God. <laughs> yeah, you get up there, you take your selfie, and then you just come down the other side. But imagine that. You're going through a treacherous adventure for two weeks. You're almost at the top, and you have to stand in line. About 5,000 people have scaled the Everest summit so far. About 300 have died on its slope. So there is a, a large percentage of people who died. And they just leave you there, too, Yeah, if you die. Yeah. They they leave everything up there. Right. Tents, people. They use some of the dead bodies as landmarks. This is true. They'll be yeah. like, oh, we're almost there. There's the guy in the neon green jacket. Yeah, the uh, the neon uh, ski boots, I think, is the <laughs> yeah. one landmark. Uh, crazy. Not something I'd be... I'd find another mountain. <laughs> There's gotta be. Find a smaller mountain and climb it twice. Yeah, do Mount Vesuvius twice. It's beautiful this time of year. But you just got back from Italy, Jim, and you were saying... The same thing about the landmarks in Italy. You go there, and when you're watching movies, you're looking at pictures, you see these beautiful places, and you don't see the lineups that there are to get in uh, to see them. You you said yesterday on the show, the Sistine Chapel at the Vatican was just full of people taking pictures, even though you're not supposed to, Talking. talking, even though you're not supposed to. It's this world is just becoming a tourist attraction. It's becoming one big lineup. Yeah. Well, it'd be it'd be one thing if it was an accomplishment. Like it, it, people just want to take a picture of themselves doing something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not about what they're seeing anymore. It's about themselves doing it. I hate standing in line though. Hate it. They need like a VIP line. <laughs> Back door. One bouncer. Yeah, they need a guy with a velvet He's got robe. All fur on. <laughs> Come on, my girlfriend's at the top of the mountain. Is she on the list? Everyone's girlfriend's at the top of the <laughs> mountain, buddy. So keep that in mind. If you're planning a trip to Mount Everest anytime in the near future, the lineups apparently are a real killer. And I'm a little disappointed with all of us here on the Taz Show. Yesterday was National Bike to Work Day. Mm. Not one of us pedaled in. <laughs> I forgot. 
I did wear my cool fingerless bike gloves, though, yeah. today. <laughs> and those shorts are way too tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could put a quarter in your back pocket and you could read the date on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever wear bike shorts as like no. a fashion? For a while there. Like spandex? Yeah, when I was like in grade seven or eight, bike shorts were like the trend and you'd wear bike shorts to school. Thankfully, I missed that. I I haven't, although I must admit, last week I was uh, looking for a new bathing suit. I almost bought a Speedo. Oh, my God, Dev. <laughs> Thank the Lord you did not. <laughs> yeah, spandex is not the best fashion trend for 12 and 13-year-old boys. It seems inappropriate <laughs> a little risky. and dangerous. Yeah. Back to the bikes. Not only did none of us bike into work for uh, for bike to work day, but Devin Peacock, you've been uh, working hard to get us in a fight with the biking community here in London, Ontario. Yeah, so the uh, King Street bike lanes are now uh, finished. They had a whole uh, deal uh, last week where they unveiled them. Uh, the city uh, put a bow on them. We did a story on Global News uh, 980 CFPL. Basically, the bike lanes on King Street now, they're, they're separated by a little curb. They've got these green dividers that are up there so cars know that they cannot be in that lane. And people can. I haven't seen anyone do it, but people can cycle in the lanes now. You haven't seen one cyclist yet? No. we got to start riding our bikes here in London because I haven't seen anyone biking down King Street in the bike lanes, but I have looked for a parking spot about three times on King Street and haven't been able to find one now <laughs> mm-hmm. because we sacrifice parking spots to put in these bike lanes. So there was a uh, guy who uh, took a picture of him and two other people saying they're loving the increased safety of the bike lanes last week. And I saw the tweet. I was like, okay. But that only one of the three people was wearing a helmet. So I just tweeted, you know, wouldn't, it be even, wouldn't you be even safer if you were all wearing helmets? And then a lot of the cyclists didn't like that. There's a backlash. Yeah. Is there an anti-helmet movement? Is this like the anti, anti-vaxxer anti thing where they are denying the fact that wearing a helmet makes you safer on a bicycle? Well, they seem to extrapolate too much from what I'm saying. Like When I say you would be safer with a helmet, I'm not saying a helmet would mean you are safe from everything if you get hit. I'm just saying wearing a helmet is safer than not wearing a helmet. But there's lots of uh, cyclists who are very anti-helmet. Some argue that that if they are wearing a helmet, that drivers will be more aggressive around them because the driver feels the cyclist is protected by the helmet. So by not wearing a helmet, the driver knows to not be as aggressive around Mm, them. I ride a bike and I drive a car. I'm speaking for myself here, but I don't look at a cyclist with a helmet any differently than a cyclist without a helmet. I rarely notice whether they're wearing one or not, to be honest. It's like saying uh, I drive fast around cars that have seatbelts and airbags. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not really. Or you shouldn't have a smoke detector in your home. What they should do is ban natural gas and matches. Yeah. <laughs> because then, But until then, why don't you get a smoke detector in your home? Because uh, there was an argument I saw somebody had to your, your tweet there, Dev, saying, in other countries, the bike infrastructure is so good, they don't need to wear helmets. Yeah. But that's not our country. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, even then, like you could still like it's the idea that a helmet doesn't help is just is just crazy to me. And people are saying, well, if I get hit, you know, a helmet's not going to stop my head from getting splattered. Well, it might. I say meet us halfway, cyclists. We'll give you a designated lane, but you've got to look like a geek 
You know what I mean? Like, if, if safety is the utmost importance, which we kind of all think it is, right? Then we have to meet halfway. You got to wear your spandex. You got to wear your helmet. <laughs> Taz just wants to see more spandex in London. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Check out the butt on that cyclist. <laughs> yeah, seriously, London, start using those bike lanes. We sacrificed a lot of parking spaces for you guys. <laughs> so you and your helmets could be safe on your commute. The Ford government planning on terminating the contract with the beer store to pave the way for corner store sales. We're asking you guys what you think. Some comments online here, Jim. Yes, Jamie says, I don't want liquor and beer everywhere in Ontario. Just drive to Michigan and see that poop show. Uh, Jim says, you know who's going to love this? Teenagers. Talk about making access easier. I guarantee that corner slash variety stores will be far more lax when it comes to serving minors. Yeah, it's got a, that's a bit of a, a valid point, no? It, dude, we were buying beers, going to the beer stores with fake IDs at 16, 17, the whole time. Where there's a will, there's a way. There's, the beer store is not Fort Knox. No, no. <laughs> Katie says, the millions of dollars the taxpayers are going to have to pay in breaking the contracts does not make this worth it, not to mention how much in legal fees uh, this is going to cost to go to court. Let the 10-year contract run out. Let's go to the phones. Hi, FM 96. What do you think? The beer store. You want to see it stick around? I don't know. I think about the whole recycling issue. Like, the beer store's recycling sucks. They make you store it themselves and everything. If they get rid of the beer store, then we got to, like, go to those recycling depots. And not going to lie, they're right way better than the beer store. You could just throw all your crap in a little bin. They wash it off, take it, give you your money, you're gone. But the <laughs> handy thing about the beer store, it was a one-stop shop. It was a return and pickup at the same place. That's, that's the handy part about it. What about the one-stop shop for beer, chips, and smokes at a variety store at the same time? That's a There's great a call. <laughs> Don't forget about lottery tickets. Yeah, lottery tickets. I got no luck with those. Hi, FM 96. I'm not entirely sure that the beer store needs to close. I don't see a reason why they couldn't stay open as their own corporation. Should they monopolize the sale of beer in Ontario? I don't think so. How many jobs did you say was going to be lost, Tess? says 7,000. But the Ford government is saying that it'll create 9,000 jobs elsewhere. I, I don't know about that, but it seems like those 7,000 jobs only exist because of unnecessary bureaucracy, though, right? Like, you go to America, you go to... I was just in Italy. You can buy a beer anywhere. Why can't Canada do that? Well, parts of Canada do. Yeah. Al- Alberta, mm-hmm. Quebec. It just seems so unnecessary to only have it at these certain stores. I really don't get it. I think it's a good thing. Taz, you your face is on a beer now. What do you what do you think? <laughs> what do I? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a little biased on this whole thing. Full disclosure, my uh, my grandfather was a vice president with Brewers Retail, mm-hmm. uh, who they run the beer store, and um, my dad worked for Brewers Retail his entire career. So I I grew up around the beer store. I love going into the beer store still, but I think it's because it reminds me of my dad, and my grandpa, sure. right? So. I, uh, I don't know. I know a lot of people that work at the beer store. They do treat their employees very well. I never have a problem getting beer. If I need beer, I plan ahead and I go and pick it up. So it's not a huge issue in my life. But I do like going on vacation down to uh, Florida and being able to grab beer at the Walmart while you're there, right? I understand the convenience, but I do enjoy going to the beer store. So maybe I'm not the... 
the most impartial person to to comment on this. It's like going to the bulk barn versus going to Max Milk. They got some stuff at Max Milk, but when you're in bulk barn, you got the world in your fingertips. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> your eyes open, you got it all. I just find it interesting that uh, the majority of Doug Ford's policies and priorities seem to be beer related. Yeah. Like how long until Doug Ford introduces legislation that every person in Ontario has to chug at least six beers a day <laughs> by law. Let's talk about a member of the Washington Capitals who's in some hot water. Yeah, Evgeny Kuznetsov. There was a 22-second video posted on social media the other day. It has now been deleted, but in it, it shows uh, Kuznetsov and some other people around kind of passed out. But there's uh, what looks to be uh, a powdery substance, looks to be cocaine, uh, on uh, on a table. And uh, Kuznet- it's, it's been confirmed that it is Kuznetsov. He has said that uh, he didn't touch it, he's not shown touching it in the video, and he also says it was from a year ago, but both the NHL and the Capitals are investigating. Jim, you've watched the video. Do you think that's cocaine on that (laughs) table? It's literally, there's two lines and there's a rolled up dollar bill beside him. There's no question, (laughs) unless they're on a movie set, that that is 100% cocaine. Two guys in the middle of the night. One person's passed out on the bed. It's two guys staying up to the middle of the night doing cocaine, for sure. Is it a big deal? You think this is a big deal? Because you got to think that there's many professional athletes. These are young guys who uh, have millions of dollars. They are uh, thrust into these big social party scenes, and they've got months off in the summertime. I'm not surprised that an NHL player would be at a party with cocaine. I'm not surprised, and like Kuznetsov was saying, this isn't from this year, it's from last year, which again, like last year they won the Stanley Cup, so it makes even more sense for this to be happening last year. So, like, they're, like the libertarian kind of part of me is like, well, you know, you got you just won the Stanley Cup, whatever, like, I, I don't ultimately care, but it is illegal, and it is something that he's going to be punished for if they prove... And there's kids who look up to this yeah. guy, right? So they're seeing images of... of uh, their hero at a p- party with cocaine, mm-hmm. it makes it look like it's okay. Yeah. If I was a coach, I would not be happy with my uh, team doing cocaine, and I would definitely not be happy with a video being exposed of it because it makes your organization look, you know, scummy. But who's the guy who's taking the video and putting it on? You know what I mean? That, I, of course, what they're doing is not a good habit, it's a filthy habit, but like, Who's the guy putting the video and jeopardizing a guy's career, you know? Like, who are these people? Is is that the guy who's jeopardizing the career, or is it the player who should know better? Because when you're famous, when you're a celebrity, you got to think about these kind of situations that you're putting yourself in. I'm not saying, yeah. there's always going to be someone taking out a camera. There is ca- a camera. You're never two, more than two feet away from a camera, video camera nowadays. Yeah, yeah I, I, I totally, the guy's not innocent. I'm just saying... I hate yeah, any, if, anybody. Look, if remember, it's a friend of his, then you got to sit down and reevaluate that relationship that you remember have. Remember when Michael Phelps got caught smoking a bong, the, uh-huh. the, the Olympic swimmer? I mean, cocaine and, and marijuana aren't the same thing, obviously, but it's just like, who is that guy who wants to rat out his friends? So do you think, is he ratting it out or is he just some meathead? Like, remember like that cool night like last year where we were all just staying but up? they posted it co- online. Well, like, like doesn't even th- think about it because that, that's the norm for this guy who uh, films the video. You know, he's like, oh yeah, what a great party! 
oh, crap, there's cocaine on the table. Yeah. That's all the video was. It was a video of cocaine. There was nothing else. It was a, that's the whole point for the video. It was zoomed in on the cocaine? It didn't, the, I the, cocaine, the cocaine was cocaine in frame the whole time. Yeah. Passed to a girl in the bed, two guys chilling on their phones, cocaine the whole time. So it's it's not a good scene. It's not scanning a party. Hey, I'm partying with some, it's, hey, here's some cocaine. <laughs> Hello world. Yeah, that's not a video you want to be in if you're an NHL player or or anyone with a job. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether you're a movie star, anybody. You work at the bank. Yeah. You drive a recycling truck. You don't want that video to be online. <laughs> Do the Capitals punish him? Does the NHL punish him? I think uh, both punish him. It's hard to tell if he gets suspended. He I mean, they might put him into their whole drug rehabilitation program, and that's that's part of the, the what comes from this. He doesn't have any other infractions with some of this, but I see, I find it hard to believe he escapes this without any form of punishment. I am loving the fact that there is a feud going on right now between Drake, one of the most popular Raptors and most notorious Raptors fans in the uh, world, and a 90s band Smash Mouth. Yesterday, Smash Mouth tweeted out, Yo, Drake, when the ball is in play, sit the F down. That ain't gonna fly in Oakland. Hashtag glorified mascot at Warriors, at Raptors, at NBA. Oh, no, he did oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Hashtag glorified mascot. Uh, he is ridiculous on the sidelines, though, right? Jumping up and down, running up and down, way out of his seat. There he's, was, he's there was the zone. controversy that when he went over to Nick Nurse during the game, coach of the Raptors, and gave him a back massage. Ridiculous. While the game was going on. And then uh, after the win... On Saturday night, after they wrapped up the the East, Drake went over and was talking to Nick Nurse, and then he gave him another massage. But it was after the game. Like, that's that's fine. Sure. I do kind of agree with Smash Mouth on this one. I never thought I'd say it. Drake maybe needs to dial it back during this next series. Yeah. My, my problem is not that he's excited or he's on the court, but I feel like he likes the attention or wants the camera to see him. Like, he's not just cheering. He's he's trying to draw the eye of people by getting up and marching around. And kudos to Drake. He really has been a champion for the Toronto Raptors. He's out there in Jurassic Park in front of the fans. He's firing uh, uh, Toronto up. He's supporting Toronto. He's bringing attention to that city worldwide because he is a huge international success worth... Like $200 million or something. Sure. He could be doing anything with his time. That's great. But while the game is on, you can be a bit of a distraction, Drake. He's, he's, he's monopolizing the camera because he buys those seats that are, he's right at half court. So the camera's always on him. I like Turban Guy who sits right behind the net. He sw- he stands up, swings his towel Nav. around. Super fan Nav. Nav. He, he, you always see him there, but he's, he's patient. He stands up. Cheers the team on, sits back down. I like that. <laughs> he doesn't get out of his seat. What and we posted this uh, the Smash Mouth Drake beef story on the FM ninety six Facebook fan page. 
And whose side are FM 96 listeners taking at this point? It's actually like 50-50 here. Paul says, let him be a fan. You bet your ass I'd be jumping around the Blue Jays dugout if I had the chance. Yeah. Uh, Rayan says, I hate Drake everywhere I see him. He's a grappling MMA sports fanboy who doesn't train and seems to try hard to befriend sports stars. He's annoying. Paul says, let him, or sorry, uh, love it. The team loves him. He was one of the first people Kawhi went to after the big win. If people get hyped up, raising team spirits and garnering support for the team gets you cheered at sporting events, may not be your thing. Uh, Jesse says, Drake is like his music. Annoying. (laughs) Is he more annoying than Smash Mouth? (laughs) I hope Smash Mouth has courtside seats. Would anybody recognize them? You know, I'd recognize the main guy. Is that Guy Fieri? Steve from Smash Mouth. Would you? He was great on The Surreal Life. I don't even know. Like, I know he kind of looks like Guy Fieri. That's it. A little bit. He's cut his hair. Yeah, I'd recognize Steve. Steve. He's got he's the, little, the shades. little soul patch. <laughs> Sit him right next to Drake. He'd have to be sitting next to a statue of Shrek for me to go, oh, that's a Smash Mouth guy. <laughs> And we want to wish a happy birthday to a friend of the Taz Show, Tim E., who is from here in London, Ontario, but he is a world-renowned Elvis Presley impersonator, Mm -hmm. is celebrating a birthday today. So, Tim, happy birthday. If you're a fan of Elvis, you got to go check out Tim. And he's got some really cool, some irons in the fire here uh, that... We can't really get into right now, but he's working on something for the city of London. If it happens, it's going to be awesome. You may remember hearing Tim a couple years back, and this is perfect because it's Tim's birthday. Plus, we got Father's Day coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Tim and I teamed up to perform a song about what you should be buying dad for Father's Day. Here it is. Well, the Father's Day is almost here. The only gift Daddy wants is beer. So please, kid, get Mommy to buy me some booze. Well, let you do a thing if you buy your daddy some booze. Well, I don't need a card. Your handwriting sucks. Lottery tickets don't bring me no luck. And a round of golf is just an excuse to go outside and drink some booze. Why don't you pick up on all of these clues? Cut out the middleman and buy your daddy some booze. Ladies and gentlemen, world champion Elvis impersonator, Tim E. Tim, why don't you tell everyone what you'd like for Father's Day? Well, let me tell you, Taz. It was a hot summer night in 85. The only reason that you're alive. Daddy got drunk and went to the bar and got your mom in the back of his car. So please, kids, buy your daddy some booze. I don't want a new time, just buy your daddy some booze. King, I bet there's some pretty bad Father's Day gifts that are going to be given on Sunday. Man, I remember one year, man, Lisa Marie gave me a macaroni necklace. I couldn't believe it. Come on. Lisa Marie, come on. There's only one thing daddies want for Father's Day. Well, Father's Day is almost here. The only gift daddy wants is beer. So please get, get mommy to buy me some booze. I'll let you do anything if you buy your daddy some booze. Take it, Tim. Well, I said, bye-bye, buy me some booze. 
birthday to our buddy Tim E, world champion Elvis impersonator. And yes, Father's Day is coming up on the 16th of June. Buy your daddy something. Make sure you get him something. This message brought to you by Doug Ford. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.